Welcome to the Wicked Writers Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Dubinsky. What makes someone a wicked writer? On this podcast, you'll hear from writers who have something to say with a little New England twist. Wicked Writers is your outlet for lifting up your voice and expressing your most creative self. Whether you write for fun or professionally or don't know where to start in your writing journey, Wicked Writers is here for you. I hope you enjoy the conversation and stay wicked. Today on the podcast, we have Luke Mori. So Luke is uh, with Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, which also hosts the Wicked Writers podcast. Shameless plug. He's a Hofstra alum uh, from the Lawrence Herbert School of Communications, and he's always had a passion for the art of storytelling. He lives in New Hampshire doing freelance editing work. And he also has his own creative endeavors, uh, whether that's getting behind the pen, which is a new phrase for me when he has some free time, or recording his own podcast with his longtime college friend where they review movies from the 80s and 90s that they've never seen before or heard about. So welcome, Luke. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. So where did this this passion for the art of storytelling come from? Well, to be honest, I don't think I really discovered it until honestly a few years ago. Like uh, growing up, I always loved movies and stuff. If this was a video podcast, I could turn the camera and show you my Blu-ray collection right over here in my room. Um, when I was younger, I just liked I just liked it. Like um, I remember one time in like third or fourth grade, they made you do one of those like little quizzes. And it was like, OK, everybody figure out what they do in a day. And a lot of the kids were like, my television time is like one hour. I watch it for like a half hour a day. I was up there like five hours. <laughs> and it's not even that because I was like especially lazy I just something about watching like television and like just the way that things unfolded the way that it engrossed you in it like of course The Office is one of the most famous shows ever and that was one of my favorite shows as a kid just because it felt like you were hanging out with those people and I just thought that was like so interesting that I could watch something through a screen that I had nothing to do with but I could relate to it so much and when I got older you really start to just notice the nuance within doing it and then you start to notice why things are bad and why other things are good too you know so what makes for a good story and what are some mistakes that you've seen made um in my opinion i consider it screen time management or page type management so if we want to talk like strictly writing i think it's interesting that like books and chapters are really the way you want them to be. One chapter can be 50 pages, next chapter can be 20 pages. You can write a short story that's 10 pages, five pages, but then relating to like the movies and the television and stuff, you only have an hour and a half to tell your story. You only have 22 minutes in a television episode to kind of like tell your story. So I, I find like that really interesting that it's all about picking and choosing the best ways for characters to develop, the best ways for your story to develop and move forward. And like, what, what am I really putting into this that I think is awesome that other people can relate to? And then like you go like watch a movie or you read a book and you're like, they just spent like 45 minutes on this really uninteresting thing that I didn't want them to do. And then that's just me being selfish and being like, well, I didn't want that. I would have done it a different way. And what types of stories have you written yourself? Nothing, nothing too extensive. Um, I would definitely consider writing a hobby of mine rather than a goal I kind of aspire to do. And it's kind of more of the storytelling itself. So like 
for writing for me is like trying to find an hour in a day where I can just like write some random story that I think of or create a character that I think is cool or taking something from something else and like molding it into my own thing. So like, for example, I've been watching this TV show and it kind of has to do with like the cosmos and like um, the idea of like God and things like that. And it's cool because their idea of God is that it's kind of like a childlike figure because it's a pure figure that can never be corrupt. And I just thought that was a really cool idea to like make a superior being is like it's not even that it's a person who makes decisions, but just someone who could never be corrupted. So like and in the show that he's like destroying universes, like entire universes, like on a whim, just because that's how they were feeling that day. So like I take something like that and I try to do it myself to try to figure out how they came up with that idea and like how I could do it my own way. And that's kind of just what I find fun about writing is that there really are no wrong answers, you know? What uh, is the name of the show? It's Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> is that your favorite genre or do you have a favorite genre? I find anime really interesting because the story unfolds in a really unique way that I don't think any other medium really kind of is able to capture. I, it's for a lot of reasons, like mainly because it's adapted from like ma uh, manga and like comic books and stuff. So like you look at a show like Dragon Ball and it's in three parts. Dragon Ball, about 130 episodes. Dragon Ball Z, about 300 episodes. And then Dragon Ball Super, the final one that just came out, is like 110 or something. So that's like 600 episodes of the same people. And then you go and watch like a live action TV show and it's like Stranger Things is eight episodes and you just watch like an eight hour movie. So that, that's what I really find interesting about anime specifically. It's just kind of way that those stories unfold, like not the way you expect it to. Like, why am I spending a, like a 20 minute episode with like one conversation? And for a lot of people, that's really boring. And like, um, I totally understand that. But for me, I just like the way you tell your story is what interests me the most. So like even with Midnight Showing, like you have an idea and you want to adapt your book to a movie. We only got two hours to like keep somebody's attention. How are you going to change the way that story is told, you know? And Midnight Showing is your podcast, right? Yes, yes. Midnight Showing is my podcast. Tell us more about that. Back before any of this corona craziness, about a year ago, actually, because I think it was in February that I went to go visit um, my friend Nash. Um, we were freshman roommates in college and then we lived together all throughout college we just uh see eye to eye on a lot of things same sense of humor and everything and uh, we were over there and uh have you ever heard of the movie 12 monkeys with like bruce willis and uh brad pitt i have not it's from like 1996 and it's a terry gilliam film and he's a pretty famous director and it has the star-studded cast and it's just a really good movie and we watched it and i was like dude how have throughout my entire life i've never heard of this movie with like brad pitt and bruce willis and it's like actually really good so then he was like i have another movie for you and it's called the prestige which is like a christopher nolan film with like hugh jackman and that movie is also crazy so like in the same weekend we watched these two just really crazy movies movies that I'd never seen before. And we kind of wanted to start a podcast uh, for ourselves just as a hobby and a way to kind of build on like our editing skills and producing skills and stuff. So I was like, yo, there's got to be a ton of movies that I just missed throughout my childhood. And every week, it's honestly crazy to me because I like thought that I grew up knowing about pop culture and knowing about movies and being really into them. But every week we're watching another movie that I've never heard of that I love. Like we just watched this movie called Scanners, which is like this random 80s horror movie that was like one of the coolest movies I've ever seen or we watched like Cape Fear with Robert De Niro. That's a pretty hardcore movie. But as far as movies go, that's got to be like one of the best told stories in that way. And I'm like, 
I think that I know storytelling. I think that it's like something I'm passionate about. And then there's a movie I've never seen that I totally should have. So tell us a little bit about some of the themes that interest you when you're watching these movies or might maybe surprise you. You know, I like getting existential. I like questioning my own life and questioning the things around me. And, you know, I feel like the more that you study storytelling, the more you kind of realize that it really plays into like everything we do, like in life in general, like so much of life is telling a story, whether you're telling somebody the story of your day, telling a story of a funny memory or anything like that. So like, for example, the movie Contact, we did, we did that movie and it's just like an alien movie with Jodie Foster. And for a lot of people, you want an alien movie to be like a lot of action and stuff, but that movie's not it at all. It has like Matthew McConaughey giving like long monologues about Jesus and stuff which is like not what you're expecting if you wanted to watch like the movie alien and when you like watch it you watch it in that critical light you realize how much stuff is going on behind the scenes in this battle between like faith and science and like on the surface level you can be like okay she saw her dead dad at the end spoiler alert i'm sorry everybody it came out in the 90s i think it's fine but like okay she saw her dead dad at the end that was okay but then when you realize that oh i don't know that whole story she was denying the fact that that could ever happen and then it happens and she like her whole world gets rocked. I kind of like internalize that and I kind of imagine it like what would rock my world in that story? What would kind of make me change the way I think about that just from a story, just from something that someone sat down and wrote and made up and it's not real people. But when it's acted on the screen and when you can see the story unfold, I feel like it's it's kind of easy to me to relate to my own life and be like, I don't know how I would act in that situation. Very interesting take and other... TV shows or movies that you're watching right now? Um, well, we watch we watch a movie a week. So for the podcast, I'm watching a lot of these 90s movies. Like we just watched the movie uh, Brazil too. That was a really weird one. I can't even begin to talk about that story because it makes no sense to me. But I'm also, I have to watch one TV show at a time because I either watch one at a time or five at a time. And then if I start five at a time, it just whittles down to one at a time. So right now I am watching that Dragon Ball show. But it's 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 really every week I'm watching another movie that I'd never seen before. And it's just like, it's just, it blows my mind, like what storytelling really is and like the impact it can have on a person. And so when I think about writing and when I think about telling things in that way, I think it's just like one of the realest ways we can connect with the people around us. Like, and I know when I say that it sounds really cheesy, but I think that that really is like one of the best ways to get somebody to understand something from a different direction is showing them a story in which people really sat down and thought about how people would act. Like I love flawed characters. Flawed characters are my favorite characters because they believe something in their head so hardcore and then when another character shows up and changes that, you can see the character change. And that, back to anime, that happens a lot in anime where there's just these evil, evil characters. And then one person goes and talks to them, says the right thing, and it just changes their mindset entirely. And so I try to do that in like my own life where if I really believe a situation and I really believe like the way that I think about something and then somebody just says something to you that's like one sentence of like just the completely different way of looking at it and it changes your whole perspective on it. Like I really think storytelling can be used in that way. Yeah, and you pick up an on, on an interesting theme about 
about flawed character because we're all flawed. Uh, and that's yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, shows our common humanity. So what's on your backlog books or TV shows to get to? I know right now I'm watching WandaVision, which Ooh. is a pretty, pretty popular one gonna lie i'm not huge on the uh, mcu with the marvel oh, cinematic man. i'm just i'm just not super into it and even though i'm into the anime and stuff you'd think i'd be like wicked on it but it's not even me being like oh no i don't want to watch wandavision it's just, i just don't have a disney plus account honestly but i mean um everything honestly like i i try to go into a story or a movie or a tv show with no expectations trying to like it so I almost feel like that's a better way for me to do it because then I can look at something and like try to pull something from it that I actually like. So honestly, I don't even know if I could tell you like the last TV show I watched that I really, really liked just because I kind of like look at it in like a different way just because it's what I'm really passionate about. So it's not just like thrown on the television. Like it's like I'm trying to get engrossed in it and figure out the steps the writer used to get us to this point. And back to the anime again, you have 300 episodes. How are you going to build that? How are you, what are you going to spend your time telling in episode one, two, 500, like anything like that? Like it's, it's crazy. It's really, really. <laughs> so talk a little bit about ambiguous podcast solutions and what you all are, are trying to do in the realm of giving people a platform for the stories they tell in podcasting. So it all started with our friend, Will, he he lived in the same house that I did my sophomore year and he had a wrestling podcast with his friends and so they would always come over on like Tuesday nights and do their little podcast thing and um his nickname's Daffy so I'm, I'm gonna call him Daffy so da we was always like yeah Daffy's into podcasting that's what Daffy does it's whatever and then um he's a few years older than Nash and I so he graduated and then Nash started doing a podcast with him and it's called you mad bro and they just talk about things that people are uh, angry about on the internet that week um, and so they got really into it and I thought it was cool too. So then fast forward the clock a little bit after we graduated and everything, um, Nash decides that he wants to kind of move in with Daffy and they're going to kind of pursue this podcasting thing. But instead of trying to have a successful podcast where they can make money from it, they wanted to kind of make it more of a business incentive. And the main idea was just that like, because podcasting is so independent from every from every other medium, like there's no real rules to it. Like you, you and I are just having a conversation right now. Like it's not like we had huge producers telling us exactly what to say in this moment. We kind of thought that there needs to be like more camaraderie between podcasts and helping themselves grow. And because it's such a thing that anybody can realistically do if they just want to spend a little bit of money on the equipment. Um, how do you get somebody who's kind of like a greenhorn in the world of producing things? Like I, I went to college for this because clearly it's what I was into. So like, how do you, how do you help somebody who's not really into this world be a really great podcaster? And on top of that, it's not even that like, you're always trying to level up your podcast or get famous, but you just want it because it's fun. You like talking to people. So the idea with ambiguous was that we could kind of incentivize the idea of having a podcast platform that a ton of people can live on while helping you with SEO campaigns to kind of like get your podcast seen on YouTube and just kind of having a community where everybody could help each other out. And so 
we're we're doing we're doing a lot of stuff right now. Um, we all have our own shows. We work on shows for other people, and it's all kind of just coming together into what how big can we make podcasting and make it more kind of inclusive to what regular people, if you will, instead of the top end producers who spent their entire last 30 years figuring out how to do this, can we help people just kind of get started for fun and then see where it goes from there? And on that note, do you have any advice for people who are just starting either a writing or podcasting project? Do it. You know, I'm sure I'm sure I'm not the first person to say you just got to sit down and write or you just got to sit down and like find a podcast. But for podcasting, just find a topic. You're really into anime. Talk about some anime like um, we're talking about Dragon Ball. There's the other other really famous one called Naruto. I could talk about Naruto for a week straight uninterrupted. I, I really could. I just I love lore and deep worlds. And like, that's a really deep one. And so if you're really into it, and you just want to talk about it in front of a microphone, talk about it in front of a microphone, you don't even have to put those episodes out, you can just kind of see how it starts. And like, there's kind of like a stigma that like, oh, you started a podcast, you have something to say, let's hear what your opinion on it is. And that's just a really cynical way of looking at it. Like you just kind of want to hear yourself talk about the things you're passionate about. So start there, start where you're passionate about something you just like talking about it and this is a way for you to kind of concentrate that so you're not just at the bar talking about naruto for five minutes instead you thought about it all week what you were going to say in 50 minutes and then it can be kind of therapeutic in that way because you can get it out like i'm I'm sure that's why you kind of started the writing thing because you're really into writing and the art of it and how other people do it so it's that's the basis of what this is we're just two people who enjoy writing and want to talk about it so podcasting like don't start off thinking you're going to be joe rogan don't start off thinking you gotta like speak perfectly all the time to get your thoughts across just kind of sit down and do it and the writing is even more so that like I am nowhere close to a professional writer at all I would not give people advice on how to write I'm just not confident in like that at all but for myself like if I'm having a tough week and I have an hour to sit down and just kind of like chill like it's therapeutic for me to just write two two full pages in a notebook not even on a story that I necessarily care about too much but I just like wrote down and got in someone else's world and I was the one in control. You know, you watch these TV shows and you're like, why did that character do that? He's such an idiot. I can make that character not do that in my own story. So like, it doesn't have to be serious, I guess is kind of the beat around the bush point I'm trying to make here is that like, you don't have to start out looking to like be the number one guy you just got to do it for fun and see where it goes from there i think that's kind of the way that life has to work in this world because we have to put put food on the table but we also want to do all this fun stuff so focus on it being fun rather than focus on it being a serious thing and you bring up a good point um about having something polished and people feeling like it needs to be perfect before putting it out do you have any tips uh beginner you know audio tips or tricks to share with everyone as far as audio goes you really want to invest in what you need so before our conversation we were joking about the blue yetis like that's a you can get that microphone for like 60 dollars on sale like i don't think it's like more than 100 120 dollars or something like that so like you can you can get all that stuff ready and just sit down and like just start crafting it yourself. And I feel like the success of it, the perfectness of it is just what it really means to you. So you, if you spend all your time focusing on what other people are going to think about it, then I think you're going to trip yourself up because you're always overthinking it. It's kind of got to be something that 
really just comes from inside you and talk about something you're passionate about. So like Nash and Daffy have had me on their show, You Mad Bro, before, and I just don't love doing their show because I don't love talking about the things they love to talk about. And there's nothing wrong with that. They just like talking about that stuff. And I would rather just talk about a movie because to me, it's not nearly as serious. Yeah, I guess my question then would be, what's the, the differentiating point of seriousness for these shows? Definitely the topics, I guess. I guess it's a fine line because, again, it's all about what's important to you. It's it's all about what what you want to, ex- how you want to express yourself with writing and with podcasting. So I guess like the seriousness aspect is like really what you want to talk about in the way you present yourself. I think that's a really big key part of the puzzle is are you presenting it in like a really genuine way so people listen to it and they know that that's just you or are you focusing on things that necessarily don't matter in the long run. And can you get a little bit more into how that's defined by who your your audience is and kind of figuring out who that is when you're starting out? I think it, it really depends on, again, what, what the focus of how you want to express yourself is and kind of knowing if other people are into the things that you're into. So back to that anime thing, I just know that there's a lot of people on the internet who are into Naruto as much as I am, so they would want to listen to it and then that would be my audience. So you kind of just have to think about the way you like something the way you think other people like something and the way that you want to present your information to them. So tr- not trying to like answer your question with a question, but like <laughs> what for it. like the ser- the seriousness of your audience is like, well, I'm trying to think of how to word it. Like what is your audience isn't even necessarily the question, but like mm. let the audience find you rather than you find the audience is kind of my philosophy on it. Like just sit down, start talking about it, figure out the realm you want to go. And like, if you start an Instagram account on that topic, you're going to find other pages in that topic. Like I have my regular Instagram and then the midnight showing one. And when I switch the programs, there's just a ton of people that I don't follow on my regular Instagram and it's all movie stuff. I can scroll through my midnight showing Instagram and I'm seeing movies after movies after movies because it's people into the film review stuff that I'm into. And even though it's not a lot of people necessarily, it's it's people who are really into the stuff that I'm into. So again, it's not even like you have to have an audience of a million people, but a smaller audience of people who are into the same stuff you're into. I feel like you'll just get a lot more out of that. Definitely. It's a fine line. You know, some of those people can find you and you can find some of those people if you're looking to expand. That's certainly how I've found different guests for this podcast as well. You know, it really just started as friends that I knew that did cool stuff. And then the word kind of got out to some more poets and storytellers uh, like yourself. So there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, those are people who are just passionate about writing at the end of the day, you know, and it's it's not like every week it has to be a novelist who spent the last 20 years perfecting their craft, but somebody who just on a Saturday when they have a few down hours, they want to work on their thing. And th- that that's another thing, too, is that like don't don't stop yourself from doing it because you don't think it's going the way you want it to just do it and figure it out later and i feel like that can be hard for a lot of people to kind of like encapsulate it into like what you're doing you know like I, what am i trying to say like don't put yourself 
ahead of what you're doing almost let what you're doing kind of just be its own thing because if you're in your head about it all the time you're worried about okay dang seven days just went by and I didn't work on my script at all I'm really kicking myself well you had you probably had a busy week you probably had a lot of things going on with 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 other things so like just sit down and write that extra page that you didn't get a chance to do last week and don't kick yourself about it like it should be fun it should be something that comes from inside you unless you are writing something you know like really support a lot of people you know i feel like that's the difference is like at what point is it becoming a hobby and at what point is it becoming a bother and it should always be a hobby over being a bother well that's a great place to end hobbies are incredibly important especially when we're all in this time of isolation it's really helping us find new communities and i want to thank you luke for for coming on and you know, sharing your movie expertise and <laughs> audio and podcasting thoughts and really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening. Wicked writers or wicked tears as some may call themselves. You can find out more information about the podcast at www.wickedwriters.org. You can visit us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can look up Wicked Writers. I'm also on Threadless selling some merch and hope that you like uh, the show enough to buy some merch. And that's wickedwriters.threadless.com as well as we have a newsletter. I try and keep it uh, weekly or bi-weekly, trying to not flood your inboxes but sometimes I can't help it and the website for the newsletter is wickedwriters.substack.com and as always feel free to email me at hello at wickedwriters.org stay wicked <laughs>